Today I am jamming out with another intuitive mind body coach all about listening to the body, its importance, and how that actually is your intuition kicking in. Tune in and check it out. Hello and welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I am here with an intuitive mind and body coach, Elizabeth Castro-Giles, and she is based out of Canada. Elizabeth, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Thank you for having me. I am from Life Food Yoga, and as you said, I'm Elizabeth Castro-Giles. I am an intuitive mind-body coach, and I'm happy to be here today. So what kind of magic do you bring into the world? I think it's by just teaching people to be themselves, to listen to themselves and listen to those pushes that come in life or when you're quiet and you're actually taking time for yourself. So many people don't trust. They go just the flow or what you're supposed to do in your path in life. And then sometimes get frustrated when it doesn't work out. The way they wanted. I really think that sometimes the journey is just by listening to yourself and what's calling to you. So I teach people how to do that on the mat by being just centered and listening to your body. There's so many, we have so much connections in our body to other things, and it can tell you a lot if you're listening to it and just taking time and presence for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important too, because we forget that our bodies are our vessels. And we can gain so much information just by simply tapping into our bodies and what they're telling us. Now, you had mentioned before we got on the call that you've always been intuitive. So what was life like as a child or as early as you remember having these abilities? Mm -hmm. Well, it's part of the reason why I started doing yoga when I was only 13 years old. I was suffering from migraines and I would get a lot of stress during certain times, even when, you know, I did really well on a test at school, I would get really stressed out, have to go home sick to my stomach, even though everything was fine. And I wasn't listening, or I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't notice the energy when you're going into high school, everyone's in high volume energy, especially during a test time or exam time. And so I would always just not know what was going on. I would just get sick to my stomach. I would get a headache. I would get intense emotions, even to the point that I couldn't deal with anything around death. My sister took me. I remember her boyfriend at the time, the dad passed away and we went to a funeral and I went there to support her. Our parents didn't go. And I came home and I was just a mess. I couldn't deal. I didn't know what was going on in my body. And it was the fact that I was taking on everyone's stuff. I was taking on all that emotion for everybody. 
and I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. And it wasn't until I started to practice things on my own and notice when something changed that wasn't mine and that I wasn't aligned to me, that I was bringing on from somebody else, that I really got to be okay with noticing or going into a room of, you know, even at a funeral and going into that intense emotion, preparing myself that what is theirs, what is mine, and learning to deal with that and push that energy through if I needed to, or even just completely protect myself. It was tough for my parents and still is because a lot of the time I would say, you know, I need to do this. I need to do this. And maybe it didn't make sense and I couldn't explain it. And still to this day, they probably are like, what are you doing with your life sometimes? (laughs) Until they see it comes through. You know, I never do anything harmful, of course, but I think trying to understand it is really the hardest part and trying to explain why you make certain choices or what you're feeling is what you're doing is really hard for people to understand. So that is really, was tough on my parents and I give them a lot of credit for allowing me sometimes to just explore. They're the ones who brought me into yoga when I was really young and I really needed it. And then when I got older, I just found new ways to develop that. Like I went into the 10 day silent meditation and that actually sparked in there and they talked about death. And that was the first time that I was okay with it. It took me a long, long time to deal with that and process that because it was a really, it was one of the final emotions that was unexplainable to me when I felt it so intensely and how to process it. So that was a little bit of my journey throughout this. Yeah. That's super interesting because especially as we're younger, we don't understand what's happening. But I think you explained it beautifully as, you know, it was, I couldn't tell what was mine, what wasn't mine. I just knew I was a mess. And I think especially for parents listening to this, like if your child is expressing any of this, maybe it's more of an intuitive thing then they're anxious or they need to go to therapy or there's something wrong with them. Like maybe it's just really how to balance their energy. Obviously you're empathic, right? Because you're picking up on other people's energies. But now do you know what your clairs are? Because it sounds like you're clairsentient too, or is that not something you've explored yet? I haven't really explored of much of seeing in terms of, I do know that I feel like a lot of people's I have done a little bit of healing work when I do yoga, special events, and I do know where I can feel exactly where their pain is a lot of the time, or especially emotions, that one, it comes in really clearly. I think I get a little bit of messages, but I haven't dialed in enough to make them louder Mm -hmm. or dialed in to be able to see yet. I love the work that you're doing, that you're able to bring people into at least tapping into their bodies and feeling these messages within them. Now, before we hopped on the call, you also spoke to even calming yourself down enough. Mm -hmm. So what's some of that work that you do with your clients to really just, if you had to give people that are listening some tips, like what are some things that they could do that you do with your clients to just either calm themselves or just tap into the body a little better, what would you say? So I try to teach them first, like 
how do they resonate? Like, how does sound work for you? Like, a lot of people like the sound. You know, there's certain sounds that I love crystal singing bowls for certain people, but, and I do them for, for people. But for me, it makes me nauseous to my stomach. And I know that like a lot of my intuition comes from my gut reactions. Like I always say, like I'm a puffer fish. So when I'm stressed out or I'm not listening to what I'm supposed to be listening to, my stomach will just swell. Like it will be inflamed. And I know until I start listening to myself again, it will go back down. And so I know that about myself. So I know that sounds that hit you in your stomach you know, will always kind of make me nauseous. So I try to teach people all these different aspects that they can use, right? So it's in their toolbox. Do you need a practice that you move very vigorously that day, right? Because you're so anxious, you're not grounded and you just need to sweat it out. Or is it that you need a slower pace of a movement, right? To you know, you just need to slow it down. You've been racing all day. And that's why there's also different styles of yoga. There's different styles of meditation. So I think constantly being exploring and learning it all in terms of then you can come to the mat and you can notice what you need. So I don't think it's like one prescription. I think it's unending learning about yourself, right? I truly don't know like what all the time I'm always meant to be. So I don't think like we can always say well, like one finite thing that we need. Always be exploring because every day is different in terms of what you need. And so some people like always want that guidance and always want the same teacher or they're wondering why that doesn't resonate with them anymore, that certain teacher. And I'm thinking, you know, they kind of come back to it if you need it. I need certain teachers at certain times but keep coming back to it because then maybe you need them at a certain time and that wasn't right for you before. I teach people how to explore and that's why my classes are never the same. And I also tell people I'm gonna teach from what the energy is in the room that day because that feels really authentic to me. And so if it didn't resonate with you that day, know that maybe you know it was a group energy that needed to be calmed down but also if it didn't resonate with you that day, keep it in your toolbox because I bet you sometime it'll come up again. You'll be like, ah, like I remember that lesson. I remember that moment. And before it felt really awkward, right? I had a 20-year-old in my class, but I also had some friends in my class that were going through something in a relationship and they were my age in my 40s. I did a meditation that was, really talking to the womb and I knew it was going to be uncomfortable for the 20 year olds and so I said you know it may be uncomfortable go with it go with it and I knew it the 20 year olds like I like the movement but I didn't like that meditation and I knew it right yeah and it's interesting that you say this because I have a yoga studio that I love around here like I love this yoga studio and after we bought the house and after my life shifted, it didn't feel aligned to go to this yoga studio anymore. And it's nothing bad about them or the instructors. Like I love them all, but energetically it was just like, nope. And to honor that, like I've been going 
to a different studio and like they have hot yoga there and it's just a different kind of way to move and it's just it's so interesting because I thought that yoga studio would be it forever for me and I had to shift you know so I think you speak to that really beautifully and I think being intuitive and leading your yoga classes in that way oh my gosh I'm so like oh I want that you know (laughs) yeah for sure I have a question for you don't mind so when we were talking just before about you asked me if I wanted to be, to know more of my gifts or explore learning more gifts. Do you feel that there's a point where you, sometimes you want to say like, I don't want to see people today. Like I don't want, I don't want my gift today. So for me personally, because it's so much in my everyday and a lot of it disrupts my sleep, I will say to spirit before I go to bed certain nights, like not tonight. Like you are not allowed to wake me up tonight, but it's more because my vessel is physically exhausted that I need the sleep. It's not because I don't want to see it or it's not because I don't want to deal with it. Although being able to see people has taken a lot of getting used to simply because like I'll literally wake up in the middle of the night or I'll be sitting in here doing work. And out of the corner of my eye, I'll see somebody moving around when I know I'm the only one in the house. And it's like, come on, guys, like I'm trying to focus, you know, like in that respect, but it's not, I never feel, again, this is my personal journey. I never feel that I want to shut off the messages that I'm receiving for other people or for myself, but it's more like, all right, like blinders on I would like to do what I'm doing currently or I would like to stay focused or I would like to get some sleep or that kind of thing it's not like I want to turn off my gifts because I don't want to deal with them Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah no for sure like I have a tough time with when I was saying like you know you have to trust yourself and the messages and it's so unexplained to people as well what you're feeling so I always have a tough time you know as saying why I know something right because like if there's not a reason for it or I'm not educated in that like how do you know and that's like the toughest question I think out there and so you know I'm always still exploring that and I'll even ask like other people with gifts I've always gotten just the message of like you're on the right path you're doing the right thing And even to me, who feels very intuitive, is so frustrated by it. So, um, because it's like, you know, like all these people want you to have credentials or like in something you can't explain, or they want you to just explain your actions and your path or like, how did you get there? Why do you want to do that? And it's so unexplainable that sometimes it's really frustrating too in that aspect. Well, and I think that's where the trust comes in, right? Because if, from what I've learned, if people are asking those kinds of questions, then they're not really aligned with the work I'm doing anyway. The people and clients I tend to work with are like, they just know, and they just trust that there is this Mm -hmm. other realm. There is this other place or there's these other entities. For me, like when people especially when I do like my live card pulls in my Facebook group or in other Facebook groups, 
when people like challenge me, it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, like you're not aligned to where I'm at, which is totally cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer you with what I'm getting. And then if you want to challenge me, that's your own shtick that has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with me. But it's also because I know I'm a strong channel. I know the messages I get are accurate. And I have learned that when I sugarcoat messages, it doesn't work. So I need to be authentic with the messages coming through and not sugarcoat them because if they're coming through a certain way, then I know the person receiving them is able to handle them. And I can't be Mm -hmm. worried about like hurting somebody's feelings. But I think this is an interesting topic because you're right. Like so many people are like, but how, how do you do it? Why do you do it? What does it feel like? I think that's also when they're not tapped into like themselves. Cause I think like a lot of people, you know, let's say they're anxious or, you know, they're unexplained why they don't feel well that day or depression. A lot of the time I look at like, okay, what's going on today? Like what is happening today? And I'm all about nutrition too. So I always think, you know, okay, did I do this to myself? Did I have more coffee today? But then I get real and if I like, is there something coming that I don't know yet, but I'm being prepared for, right? Like, be on the lookout. So I think that like a lot of the time to people, if they're more aligned to their own gifts and in terms of like, how do you, how does anxiousness fit in the body or how does, you know, the depression fit in your body and why is it coming right now? Like what happened? Not only in your life, you can always say like, you know, this and this influence. And sometimes I'll go into a class and there'll be a lot of people going on, you know, they're all doing their own thing. And then I try to change the energy. So we bring everyone together. And then now we can do the work to you move the energy through our body, whether it's too low or too high. And then we can all come back to a calm state. And I think then they can relook at their day and be like, oh, that's what was going on today. Like, that's really where the anxiousness came on. Or they even look at the next day and be like, ah, this was going to happen. I was just preparing for it. And people, if they really tap into that and they believe, like, the messages will come. They don't know. They don't come, like, very clearly in your mind and be like, oh, tomorrow is going to suck. But and I'm okay now, but maybe it's like just getting that anxious feeling like something is coming and being a little bit okay with it. Like it's so big, I think, because then we can calm down, not let it settle in the body, right? Move out that energy and we can look at so much clearly when it does come to us. Like, oh, that's what it was trying to tell me. You know, this next thing will come, but I'm stronger now because of it because I didn't let it ruin my whole day. I didn't let it like just fester and I was trying to cope with anxiety instead of coping or trying to tap into why is it coming? Like, why am I feeling this way? I think a lot of the time too, we just dull the feelings we get. And so we don't like realize what they're trying to tell us really. I was given migraine medicine. I missed all of grade seven for headaches. And this was just on the verge of us trying to find stuff and what could work. And they were giving me a medication that I had to take before I knew it was a migraine. (laughs) And I was like, okay, because, you know, a headache is 
different from a migraine. And also the side effect was it would increase the absorption of fat in my foods. So I had to be very conscious of fat. In grade seven, I did not want that as a teenager. And I was like, this is, this is not for me. I'm like, if I know when a headache's coming or migraine's coming, then why don't I deal with how the headache is going to manifest? And how can I change that? Like, how can I change that? I'm like, let's solve that first. If I knew like, you know, perfumes, if that triggered it, okay, like I can deal with that. And instead of like trying to dull the pain, I got to figure out why it's coming. And I think so much of that is it resonates with so much in our lives. Yeah. And like, I mean, Western medicine is like, oh, if this is wrong, here's your solution. Like, here it is. (laughs) But like you said, there's an underlying issue or trigger that's making it happen. And, you know, I recently discovered acupuncture what a game changer because I mean granted like yes it's an ancient eastern traditional practice but to think that literally by sticking needles in different points of your body you can fix whatever symptoms or ailments you have I barely had to take allergy medicine this season I haven't had to take ibuprofen for headaches that I used to get all of the time I used to have this cough. It's completely gone. But in Western medicine, it's like, oh, well, you need allergy medicine. You need cough medicine. You need this. Mm -hmm. You need that. We have everything that can fix your symptoms, but it's not dealing with the underlying cause. So what did you, what was your journey like to feel better with your migraines? So I never really knew what the triggers was. It was obviously a lot of hormonal. If I don't drink a lot of water, that's kind of like my dosha. If you talk about Ayurvedic and yoga medicine, it's like my dosha does not drink water. So I know those triggers, those underlining. As I grew more intuitive and as I listened to my body, I knew that cold really helped me in my migraines. So as gross as it was, like if I was in high school and I got a migraine coming on, I know the coldest floor and private floor was in the washroom. And probably no one during COVID would do that again. But like, I went and lay down on the floor and I just had to zone out for a bit. But like, I knew like, if I listened to myself, I could get through it. I knew that I would just need time to be silent. So that's been always my journey. I haven't had as many as I had when I was younger. I know when I haven't drank enough water and I can feel the whole body turning. Whereas when you're younger, you don't listen to your body as much as you should, right? So I think that's another part of the journey. Like there's so many gifts locked up in us that we don't even realize and how much we can help ourselves. And I think that's like my bigger mission with women is like empowering us in terms of listening to ourselves, like listening to ourselves and realizing we do have the answers that it may not be easy to hear and it may not be like easy to do right and the steps that you're going to have to do after that and the work and the consistency that comes with that but you can't deny it once you're tapped in and you realize the messages that your body is trying to tell you then it's up to you 
because then you're just ignoring yourself <laughs> and you're ignoring that your gifts. So I think that that's where my journey came with the headaches. And I know one's going to come, especially if like we have big changes coming and I haven't taken a lot of time for myself. I homeschool three kids now, so I have to make the time for myself. And I think that that's so important. So I think your body just tells you when you're not listening. When you're not listening, it will shut down. It will have dramatic things happen. Whether you're not listening to yourself, what you're feeding yourself, what you're not doing any practices for yourself and true practices. You know, I'm not just talking about like a manicure, pedicure or like, you know, massage as nice as that would be. That's where my journey was. And I think by tapping into doing a practice like yoga where I was actually moving in a different way and it was with people that were in their 70s 60s I was the only teenager in my class now you can get teenage yoga so that was an experience too because there was people that were like very attuned to themselves and they were already on their journey so I think that helped me too like seeing older people more okay with their emotions more realizing the energy in the room that they were putting themselves in. So that was a gift as well to be around a different environment. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting this intuitively right now, but your soul was craving that too. It seems like your soul was craving that different kind of connection for you. Like I've always, I've always known, (laughs) I say it finally, funny because a lot of people say it but like you're an old soul like a lot of readers have told me all your past lives have done all the the hard work like they've done the traumatic events they've done it experienced it and now it resides in you in that knowledge so I gravitate towards speaking with older people in terms of like what they've seen or what they've done whether they can respect me at you know, whatever age I was at was different, but I think that sometimes we don't realize that too in younger people. We take it for granted. They're young. Maybe we think they're naive. They haven't seen or they haven't gone through a journey, but I think if we can tap into that too, like if they say they've seen something or they know something, don't take it for granted. I think that, you know, we're all connected with past lives, past people, and spirit. So maybe they know, maybe they know what they're talking about. Yeah. One Mm -hmm. of my students this year, I had such a a deep conversation with her about spirituality and intuition. And she knew all about the aliens and the reptilians and all of this stuff. And I was like, wow. And I mean, she opened right up to me Mm -hmm. and we were talking about it, but it's like, wow, like they, she is an old soul. And like, I mean, she also drives me crazy, but she's 14. So she's meant to drive me crazy at 14, right? You know, I think there is something to be said because had I had that chance when I was a teenager to really explore this and talk about it and learn about it, it might've been an easier experience for me when I finally came out to the world, like this is who I am. I love your insight. I love everything that you've been sharing. And I know my listeners are going to too. So how, if people want to connect with you and stay with you along your journey, how would they do that? Um, Easiest way is to listen on Instagram. As I said, I'm going to be on this mission to really bring like-minded women together who 
want to question each other so that we can pull out the best in each other and trust and have us build our own trust and our own tuition. So on Instagram, just my, my name, Elizabeth underscore Castro, like the Cuban leader, no relation, underscore Giles, G-I-L-E-S. Yeah, and I'll put everything in the show notes, but Elizabeth, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I know thank a lot of people you. are going to get a lot out of this because it is a different kind of conversation than I normally have. So thank you for bringing your magic to us. Thank you. All right, you guys. So that wraps up yet another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. If you want to get in touch with Elizabeth, you can check out all of the details in the show notes for you, her bio, some links, all of the things. And I will be seeing you soon. Sending you so much love and light. Have a magical day. <laughs>